We are at a powerful conference, flourishing in storms. Amen. Hallelujah. I was just thinking about this theme for the whole of this week. Say, okay, what is the environment for flourishing? It's not a comfortable zone environment. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Better hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here, I was enjoying when men of God were collaborating with. That's the term we used to use when we were growing up at the youth conferences. And they explained in detail what as believers we need to understand if we are to flourish. Amen, amen. To add to that, I was also looking at the, the purpose why we are here. Amen, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not here to play church. If you want to play church, you are at the wrong place. Because the time that we are, it's injury time. Hallelujah. When you are in injury time, those who watch soccer, if you do a slight mistake, a substitution can come. Hallelujah. The owner of the church said, when you hear of wars, when you hear rumors of wars, nation rising against nations. He even said, when even you hear or see disasters coming, you must know that this is the beginning of labor pains. So when labor pains are beginning, church of God, let me tell you, when labor pains are beginning, that's where much pushing is needed. You are not hearing me. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, when you begin to feel labor pains, those who go to the maternity ward, they cry, push, 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 push. The child is coming. Don't stop. Don't stop. What am I saying to the church of Jesus? This time that we are is the time that we should push, 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 push. Because we are in storms. If you don't push during times of storms, you will kill the child. If you don't push, please, it's not time to play church. Because Jesus is sifting up his church. I like what Pastor Led said. He said, time to joke with the wrong attitude towards the kingdom of God must stop. If we are to make it, because there's no way I can rejoice with you in the church, then I don't see you in heaven. Are you understand what I'm saying? There's no way I can joke with you in the church. Then I miss you in heaven. Uh, one thing that, my, that, that pains me, I don't want to be where, place where, an anger that I used to rebuke, and I find myself there. Are you getting what I'm saying? I don't know whether you believe it or not. Last year I was having, we were concluding our days of prayer and fasting in Fig. Apostle, this is what the Lord showed me. We were having our three days and three nights at another resort place there. And the Lord showed me 
a group of stock bears. We know stock bears. The white bears that moves in groups. And they were rising up from the sea. And they were coming into the church. And I asked the Lord, what does it mean? And the Lord said to me, this is what the devil has done. He has, I mean, he has thrown away his agenda demons in the church such that you play church and you miss the presence of the Lord. We can play church and we enjoy every religious activity but missing the core business of the church of Jesus. We are on the business of recruiting and enlarging the kingdom of God, establishing it all here on earth. Remember, church, whether you believe it or not, the owner of the church is coming and is going to assess you as an individual. What you are doing, the Bible says, there are books that shall be opened. And those books, they are books of records of a child of God. I'm not here to frighten you, but to make your mind straight. That it's not time to play church. It's not time to joke with the church. It's time to be true and faithful with the church. Because Jesus said, the time shall come. And it has already come. He was prophesying of this time that we are now. That those who, are, who want to worship God must worship in truth and in spirit. There are two ways that, that explain or that describe the quality of worship that God wants. Truth. Are you walking in truth? Baba was talking about sometimes when you are foolishing yourself, I mean, you are fooling yourself, you think everything is right. But when the storm comes, you realize, okay, I'm not capable. I need the divine power. I need something higher. So what I'm saying to church, to the church of Jesus Christ, the truth that we are having here, if you apply it, your life will never remain the same. Your life, someone died for it. Are we together? Are you together, church? Someone was on the cross. Listen to me. The Bible says he committed no sin. Amen. But he was made a sinner because of you and me. So what caused Jesus to be on the cross? He was in a storm that he did not create. He was in a storm that he did not invite it. But because of love, because of mercy, he was on the cross for you and me. He saw hell and his fire. And he said, I cannot lose my flock. I have to pay the price. So I'm saying, church, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an artificial Christian. Hello? I'm not an artificial Christian. I'm a believer in Christ. When you are an artificial Christian, I used to hear those who act. I was, my name is John, but I was acting as Peter. Are you getting what I'm saying? My name is John. That's my true name. 
But I was on this episode, I was portraying myself as Peter. So they are saying, you need to know my true identity is John. Ladies and gentlemen, your true identity will be revealed when Christ comes. We shall see the real, real, real you when the Son of God comes. Now, the purpose of my standing here today is to explain the reason why we are gathered here. Why are we calling Easter? <laughs> Hallelujah. Why are we talking of his death and burial? Why are we even saying, Lord, I have the right to this blessing? Why are you saying, I have the right to be healed? I have the right to be set free. I have the right to be blessed. I have the right to live a better life. It's because of somebody who is called Jesus Christ. So let's go to the book of uh, John chapter number 19 verse 30. John 19 verse 30. I will, not take, I will not take much time because our time is already gone. Hallelujah. John chapter 19 verse 30. You can read for me quickly. John 19 verse 30. Jesus on the cross. I was there on that one. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Exodus chapter 12. Verse number 21. So jump some other scriptures there. Um, then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said to them, take, um, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you will take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is on the basin and strike the lintels, the doorpost, with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel, on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing in ordinance for you and your children forever. And it will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord your God gives you just as he promised that you shall keep this service. Hallelujah. Verse number 27. And that is you shall say it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the house of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck, when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people bowed their heads and worshipped. May God bless the reading of the word. Hallelujah. Now, let me just go through the story. Here we're reading from the book of Exodus. 
Soda simply means to go out. Hallelujah. It's believed to be written by Moses, who is the father of Pentateuch. And the Bible is saying, in this book of Exodus, the main story, the main or the gist of the story is the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. That is the main story here. The deliverance from I mean, Egypt to Canaan. We know this story. And now God had performed many miracles in Egypt. He performed about 10 miracles of them. And now this was the 10th one he was describing to Moses. And he said, Moses, I can see that Pharaoh is hard. He is stubborn. He doesn't want my people to go out. But I have a better solution. Hallelujah. I have a better solution. And this is what I'm about to do. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. You might be having your storm that is failing to be solved by other means that you have done. But I want to tell you tonight in the name of Jesus that God has a better solution for you. Hallelujah. God has a better solution for you. And the Bible says, God said to Moses, tell the children of Israel, gather the elders, let them, each one of them, take a lamp, say a lamp, say a lamp, and they must kill it. They must kill it. After killing it, they are to take the blood and put it at the doorpost, the entrance in their houses or into their homes. And the Bible says, he said again, that they are to roast the meat. Amen, amen. They are to roast the meat. And they were to eat the meat whilst they are standing, not seated. They were going to, they're supposed to eat the meat, standing, roasted meat. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, as Moses went to tell the children of Israel, that I like the reason that was given there. Amen, amen. The Bible says, the reason each family must take the blood is because my method of deliverance is very dangerous. Church, I was thinking, you know when God thinks about your life, he reaches a point where he can fight your enemy to death. That's the value that he puts upon you. When you, when an enemy of a child of God persists, God can rise to a level where he can scatter them. That's how serious God is with your life. That's how serious God is with, with our lives. He's so serious that he cannot spare the enemy. And now, the children of Israel did everything, whatever. Moses went and spoke the story. The reason that I'm standing here for is this. Um, the destroyer is going to move during the night. And this destroyer is going to destroy all the firstborn of Egypt. Right from Pharaoh to the least in Egypt. Hallelujah. When God is dealing with your problem, he deals it from the source to the last point of it. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? I'm saying when God is about to deal with your problem, 
He deals it right from the far ahead of the problem until he goes to the least person in that genealogy of problems. Now he's saying, when the destroyer comes, if the destroyer sees the blood, he will not destroy. Say he will not destroy. Say he will not destroy. He will pass over. So that's where we get the word pass over. It means that destroyer was supposed to destroy your life. When he sees the blood, he has to pass by. He has to skip. He had no option. He had no decision making. Rather than to say, I have to skip. I have to pass over. Now listen. The reason we are talking about Easter is because there was blood that was shed for you. And this blood, it is meant for you to be safe. It is meant for you to be safe from diseases, safe from curses, safe from anything that belongs to the kingdom of darkness. What it costs, the Bible says, a testament has no power whilst the person is alive. But when the person dies, the testament has power. So when Jesus died, now we have power. So the, the, the Easter that we are celebrating, we are celebrating what Jesus Christ has done and purchased for you. If you don't know this, it means your faith is a fake faith. Please, your faith must be, I like Paul, he said, faith is not upon the wisdom of man. Faith is upon, not upon the education of man. But the faith is upon the power of God. True faith is upon the power of the living God. That Lord, come the storm, but the power is within me. Come the storm, I will see the hand of the Lord. Come the storm, I will see the greatness of my God. Why? Because of the blood, I have a will. Do you know each one's heart has a will written in him? Hello? Can you look at me? I'm saying in the name of Jesus, that storm that you are crying for or crying about, there's a will written about it. I like the Bible says, even though we pass through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen, church. These scriptures are very simple. If you just think I'm passing through the valley of the shadow of death, you are passing through. It means you are not staying. Are we together? You are not staying in the valley of the shadow of death. So when I pray to God, like what Pastor Let was saying, you, you rejoice knowing that God would work everything for my good. So you must know the essence of Easter. 
don't just do a ritual gathering. We come here yearly. You go back yearly the same. That's not the Christianity. That's not the kingdom of God. Celebrating the death of the Son of God and you go back the same. That's not the kingdom of our Father. The kingdom of our Father can rescue someone from the bond of Sangomas. Church, let me tell you. The person you are seeing, I was the son of a Sangoma. You don't tell me what the darkness can do. You don't tell me. Another time, uh, they came home. Son, I want to tell you how powerful Jesus is. Son, we have consulted the Sangomas. We want to do a family ritual. And I went there home. And we have scripture union. I like scripture union. Those guys might be Zungu guys, but God can just give them grace. During our time, I want to tell you, we experienced the God's power in any dimension, even though we were very, very foolish. I went there home, do everything. We were getting in one by one. When my turn came, the spirit that was in my father said, I don't want to see that person. I don't want to see that person. Don't take him in. I never spoke anything. A Christian, a scripture in him, not established in the Lord, but because of the blood of Jesus, because of the death and the burial of Jesus, there's no power on earth that is higher than Jesus. There's no authority that can be higher than Jesus. There's no authority that can diminish the power of Jesus. The Bible says, the power that worked in Jesus. Look at me. Ephesians chapter 3 says, the power that worked in Jesus is the same power that is working in you and me. I said you did not hear me. I'm saying in the name of Jesus, the power that worked in what? In Jesus. Is the same power that is working in you. Are you not hearing? I'm saying the same power that worked in Jesus is the same power that is working in who? The same power that is working in And where is the power now? It's here. The Bible says the kingdom of God is not simply in words, but it is also in power. So the apostle did you are my father. I've seen some people discredit the anointing of God. You do the anointing of God playing with it like this. Ma, 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 ma. The anointing is to heal people. The anointing is to raise the dead. The anointing is to clean the lepers. The anointing is to preach the gospel. I will never play with the anointing. My eyes will not grow, go into the grave without seeing the dead rising to life. Because we serve the same Jesus, who is the same yesterday, who is the same today, who is the same forever. Do you know what the Bible says? <laughs> By the blood of Jesus, we have boldness to enter the Holy of Holies and claim our right. By the blood, Easter, what we are gathering for, celebrating, 
God has given you power to claim every blessing proclaimed in the word of God. I was laughing one day. The Lord was explaining to me, saying, you know, you young child, you young people, you always make noise to me. And I asked the Lord, Lord, how? Me, I ask God. Then he said, some of you just make noise. Ha, hey. You think you are praying. You're just making noise. <laughs> you need to know the foundation of your, 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 your claiming. When you claim something, you must have a legal right. Are we together? Are we together? When you claim anything in the kingdom, you must have the legal right. That will grant you the cap capability and the power to say, God, I will not leave you until you bless me. Tonight, I want somebody to say, Lord, I will not leave you until you bless me. I was looking at the man Jacob. How can he wrestle with a man? How can he wrestle with God? I was thinking, what type of a wrestling that? If you can wrestle with the Lord and get a hold of him. Imagine this man was physical. This other man was spiritual. Listen to me, church. Sometimes we spiritualize everything. Jacob was physical. Fighting physically. And this man also was also a spiritual person in the vicinity of this earth. And he came in a portrait of a physical person. And they began to fight. And this man said, if I don't break the hip of this guy, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to leave this place. So I need to make sure I have to build out my strategies better. I'm going to break this. And when he broke that, that's when he managed to leave. It means when a man's willpower based on God's word and knowledge is invested in the right way with the right knowledge, there's nothing that can be impossible in your life, in my life. You, you know, Easter, if I, I'm to speak it in the Hebrew way, they would leave their homes in their feast of Easter. They would do camp meetings. Amen, amen. In those camp meetings, there was nothing else to do rather than to celebrate and worship God and give him praise and considering, reflecting on the what the Lord has done. Hence, we have some of the songs, songs of ascent. And some of them, if you try to sing them, it seems in today's generation, it doesn't make sense. Do not a song. Sometimes some of the songs were testimonies. I like what God said to the children of Israel when he was instructing. He said, don't forget the Lord God who brought you out of Israel. The challenge to many Christians today, we forget the God who brought you out of bondage. Hello? Hello? The devil steals from believers by making them forget. The same people who are eating manna 
are the same people who are saying, let's go back to Egypt. Now, listen. Let me just summarize. There are three areas that you need to check in your life. That you need to see if God is working in them. Number one, it is your physical redemption. Physical redemption, it has to do with the body of Christ being mad on the cross. And that is bringing healing into your body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then, the other one is the mental deliverance. This one is very dangerous. Mental deliverance, it can prolong your, your desert, your wilderness. Amen. God said, if I let these people take 11 days to go to the promised land, they'll go back. So let me deal with their mind. Men of God, the challenge that we have with the many children of God, here, they are empty. Can I teach you? Can I speak to you? Can I speak to you, church? Can I speak to you? The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number 12, verse 44, it says, when a spirit, a demon, goes out of a person, it goes to an arid or a desert place looking for somewhere to stay. But when he did not find rest there, he will come back and check to you. Whether where he was chased away or casted out, is it full? Say full. Say fool. So he comes and say, okay. Sorry, Pastor Mangena. Oh, this is Pastor Mangena. The day he gave his life to Jesus, I left him. Amen, amen. Then now I don't have rest where I am. I will let me go and check to the house that I was chased away. The Bible says, if he found that the room is empty, there's nothing to sweep to clean. His Bible says we are, he is going to take seven more demons. And the situation of that person will be worse. So sometimes what we call deliverance is demonizing. That's why I don't want a situation we just cast out demons without teaching people what we are doing. Men of God, if we are to teach these kids to be fully delivered, they, we must teach them to be full of God. If we don't teach them to be full of God, we have a crisis. And dwarf Christians, memory Christians, Sunday Christians, you, you have all sorts of reasoning. That's why they do so. Forgive me, come inside. I have a problem, especially this generation that we are. Who is being diluted? The world and the church. Sometimes we justify our reasonings. Are we telling that God, if He just have a remnant, He cannot change this generation? God is looking 
for people who can say, in this storm, I'm going to declare Jesus. I'm going to stand righteous. I'm going to stand in authority and power. So mental deliverance is very difficult. It can involve strongholds. There are some people. Right now we are in the church. Someone is in Murambinda there. We are preaching since morning, since yesterday. God is speaking. I don't want to lie to you. God is, is speaking to us. But someone still is still dry. After all, these men of God are sweating like this. Somebody still dry. Mental. Bible says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I like the NIV says, be renewed in the attitude of your mind. You can be in the presence of the Lord, but if your mind is not renewed, you catch nothing. Tonight, I want us to have that heart to say, Lord, I'm expecting to see you. I always say to people, it's a sin to go in the presence of the Lord without expecting him. Don't waste time praying if you don't expect God to answer you. Don't ask God to heal you if you don't expect him to heal you. Don't ask God to deliver you if you don't expect him to deliver you. We serve the same God. Amen, amen. So your mental picture must be right. You need to believe God and see your miracle. Amen, amen. Then the third one is the spiritual one. The spiritual one is very easy because Jesus just, you receive him. Our old fathers, they say, what is born again is your spirit, but your flesh, it needs draining. <laughs> Discipline. That's why I like Archbishop what he said. He said, ah, guys, I need the levels that we must graduate in this place. And I always say, don't allow God to use a storm to train you. You are fortunate that men of God are still rebuking you. That's true love. True love is to rebuke you and you begin to do what is right. But when we keep quiet, I was asking one of my guys, we're just talking, what do you want me to say, stop what you're doing, or I keep quiet, then you find yourself, uh, you have leprosy. It's better to be rebuked by a man of God than to allow God to rebuke you. Some of the storms, there, most of them, it is self-inflicted. So you need to Understand why we are gathering here. On verse number 30 of John chapter 19, Jesus said, after they gave him sour um, substance to drink, the Bible says, he said, it is finished. That's where I will zero on because of my time. just want to summarize. Right. Jesus, when he was on the cross, listen to me. It is not the cross that matters, but it is the blood that was on the cross. If you know what it means, you are saved. The Bible says, by the blood we were justified. 
we were acquitted. Meaning to say, there is no accusation that the devil can bring before God against you that can prosper. And the Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. Isn't it? Hello? Hello? We were healed. Where is the God who heals? Jehovah Rapha. The God of our fathers. Where you see? Jehovah Rapha. Is it because he finished the work? When he, we said it is finished, you have done it. His grace is sufficient for you to be changed tonight. His grace is, is so powerful that your life can be new today. I like Elisha. Even though sometimes maybe I don't know what was in his mind. He would face the his Jordan going back. Yes, he knew maybe himself was not capable, but he said, where is the God of Elijah? I was reading another book of one man of God who said, my pastor came with a book and said, son, this is the book. Go, there, go and heal people. Then he, answered, I, he said, I asked my father, what about you? Did you heal anybody? He said, no. Did you heal anyone? No. So why are you giving me? Go and heal. Do you know sometimes when we are given a task, God will give you the package to do the task. What I'm saying is, where is that God who is real? Like what Pastor Alet was. You used to do that, Pastor Alet. You go and sit in the presence of the Lord. And you find people geeky. The whole night full of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the earthquakes that we say they are the Holy Spirit, they are not. <laughs> Please, you need to differentiate between your flesh and the Spirit of God. I thank God, Baba and Mama taught you well on the Holy Ghost. You need to know. When you sit in the presence of God, I was wondering one day, I was just reading, Peter went in the trance. And I started to think, God, how did this man get into a trance? And I began to be. Every day I wake up at three. I wake up, read my Bible. I don't pray before reading. When you pray without reading the word, you are making noise. And you become an apostle. And you seek for solutions, don't get them. But I'm saying when you get into a trance, lie before God. Even Archbishop said there are some times that just need to lie before Church, we need to go back to the basics of the kingdom of God. I don't care what people are saying. I like, but everyone is running after big churches. Yes, it's fine. But we must run after Jesus. The kingdom of God. So I'm saying, it is finished. Every demon was dealt with. The Bible says, do you know the three days he was in the grave? He was not doing 
He was just not there for nothing. Can we stand up? He was not there for nothing. When he was in the grave for three days and three nights, he was not just there for nothing. Amen, amen. Allow me, according to my personal theology, I believe what was dead is Jesus. Jesus. 